All right, are you guys ready for this episode that is a part two of a two-part episode about Pinterest from the Pinterest queen, my friend, Lindsay. And if you did not listen to episode one, if you're um, catching this, I'm going to encourage you to go back to one more episode, to episode 11, and listen to part one of this Pinterest mini masterclass first, just so that you can get a good idea of what we're talking about as we can continue to dive in on this conversation of Pinterest and how you use it as a business and how you help it to grow. And it is so good. So without further ado, here is part two. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower. Because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. A pin is the actual image that when you click on it, it will lead to whatever piece of content it's connected to, whether it be a product that you want to buy, a blog post, whatever freebie Mm -hmm. those are good to create (laughs) create pins out of and those images are usually um 800 by 1200 pixels or 600 by 900 pixels i know that's getting a little techy if you don't have an account in canva highly recommend it. They have a ton of templates in there that will take care of that for you and give you a starting place for creating your own pins. So that's an, I'm not a graphic designer. Yeah. (laughs) I use Canva and I love it. Um, so your actual pins, you're going to want to use a combination of the brand colors that represent your business to create a visually dynamic pin. Usually they have about two different fonts. Make sure the ones you pick are very easy to read mm-hmm. because, you know, if it obviously if it's hard to read, you're going to have less people clicking on your content because they don't know what it is. Um, a visually dynamic picture that's of high quality. It doesn't mean it can't be a cell phone photo, but make sure that the 
quality of it is really, really good because that'll grab your attention. Think about what would grab your attention when you're searching on Pinterest. And then please, please, my biggest pet peeve, make sure you put your website on your pin. Oh, like the word of your website on yes, the pin? Yes, the actual okay. website, www.whateveryourwebsiteis.com. Okay. Because I have, every now and then as things get repinned, sometimes the pin gets broken and it will still be there, but it'll be displaced from your content. So when someone clicks on it, it doesn't go anywhere. Okay. So please make sure your website is on it because if somebody really wants to read what your pin was about, they will be able to then go into Google and find your website. Okay. So please I would have never make thought sure about that. that. Yeah, that's, a, that's always been a big pet peeve of mine. You're obviously going to want to title your pin, the title of the content, um, or using your keywords. You get to pick the title so you can mix this up. Okay. As well as the description. I believe the description gives you, I want to say 500 characters um, for the description. So you're going to want to make sure that you put in exactly what it's about, who it's for, why they want to read it. And put in a call to action. Tell them, you know, click the pin to read more, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Do not keyword stuff. So not a big string of keywords. And Pinterest does not like that. And hashtags is something they recently introduced to the platform in the last like year. So you can actually put in um, hashtags into your descriptions. So I don't know how much weight they actually put on hashtags or how many people actually search for them. So I would pick maybe two to three very general topic hashtags. Okay. No, I wouldn't make it super specific. Instagram marketing, social media marketing, potty training, you know, keep it super simple. And then obviously you're going to want to put a strategy in place. And this is where it gets super nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> kind of my 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 happy place. But really what it boils down to is great content plus a good strategy will lead you to monetizing that Pinterest account. And that is the end game. This is something you can do in 20, 30 minutes a week. Oh, Not wow. a day, a week. This does not have to take you very long. If you're strategic about it, and you can even um, automate this using certain platforms, which I'll talk about in a moment. Basic Pinterest strategy. I would do a minimum of about 15 plus pins a day. Okay. So if you're splitting that into thirds, it shouldn't be too bad. Some of your original content, if you can, repins and then stuff you find on websites. So it shouldn't take up too, too much of your time. Like if you're strategic, it should, shouldn't take up more than like a few minutes each day. Mm -hmm. Now Pinterest put a huge focus recently on fresh original content. So if you are a content creator and you are already sitting there with a ton of content that you can share on Pinterest, you are in a very, very happy place right now because you will have a ton of stuff to put on Pinterest. 
and Pinterest will love it and your account will grow so quickly. If you don't, don't worry, you still have plenty of room for growth. I have a decent amount of content, but I by no means have hundreds and hundreds of things sitting there ready to pin. <laughs> so <laughs> if I can grow a really substantial account with not as much original content, then anyone can, absolutely. Um, as you said, content creator. So do you mean that as a content creator, I can put a picture up there and pin something to my Instagram post or my Facebook post, or does Pinterest not like you pinning to other social media platforms? So Pinterest plays well with Instagram, actually. Okay. They will actually allow you to take your you can connect your Instagram account and it will allow you to pin your Instagram posts. Okay. You actually can make pin. It won't alter the size. It keeps them in the typical Instagram square format, but um, it will take it. You can make it a pin and add mm -hmm. that to one of the things that you can pin. So you're not being, you know, redundant. So does that, does that count as like, um, just content that you were saying, go to another website and pin, or does that count as like original content? They have not said. Okay. They have not said how they weigh the Instagram posts. I don't think, I don't believe that they weigh them as heavily as something that would come from your website. Okay. So if you're able to, um, you know, I know some people write really long Instagram captions. If you're some, if you're someone who is able to then take that caption that has value and format it into a blog post, mm -hmm. that is what I'd recommend doing. Okay. That and sending people to a blog post rather than your Instagram account. Okay. Which doing that also helps the SEO of your website too. It helps SEO of your website. It gives you the ability to potentially get a new person on your email list. Mm. Because if you have your website set up, you should have, you should be working on e email list building and have a freebie of some sort that pops up and entices people, which is a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that will, anything that drives people to your website, because Instagram's great. We love having our followers but a follower doesn't necessarily convert into, you know, into a customer or into a client like they would if they were on your website or your email list. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who thinks blogging is dead, I promise it is absolutely not dead. <laughs> it's still alive and well, and there's so many ways to even take something like this podcast and turn it into a blog post to mm -hmm. lead people from Pinterest into that. So you, ha you have to just be creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a content creator is really anybody who creates anything that is shared on social media, blog posts, videos, YouTube, because it, Pinterest lets you do video pins. Oh, okay. See, I didn't even, well, I guess I, I had, didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Video pins convert extremely well. So if you have a, a snippet of an IG TV video or an IG live that you can break down and make a short Pinterest pin, 
that would convert very well. Oh, awesome. Good to know. Snippets from a YouTube video. Those can be pins. Video converts very, very well on Pinterest because it's a newer thing. So it really catches your attention when you're scrolling in the feed. Okay. Now, when you're monetizing your account in Pinterest sounds kind of intimidating, especially if you're thinking that you have nothing to monetize. You you don't necessarily have a funnel in place or all these fancy things and you think you can't make money on it, but you can. You can have affiliate memberships through you know, various service providers or businesses that you believe in where you get a kickback for recommending people to the platform. You can write a blog post about it that has affiliate links in it, create a pin and it's on Pinterest and it leads people to your post. Mm. So if someone clicks the link, you can get some money from your affiliate links that way. If you have paid products, obviously we want to be posting those, especially if you have like a physical product, a coaching, whatever, um, and commission earning products. So if those, most of us have seen the like to know it or you know, the Amazon affiliate Mm -hmm. um, type thing. Those are platforms you can apply to and you can infuse Amazon affiliate links into your blog posts that are on Pinterest. The like to know it, same thing. You can have your Instagram posts that have those links in it on Pinterest and it leads back. So there's definitely ways you can capitalize and monetize Pinterest, even if you don't necessarily have like a physical product or something paid to offer someone right now. Okay. You talked about the affiliate link. So with that, is it better to post a blog post that has your affiliate link? Or what if I post like make the pin my affiliate link that goes straight to the website for them to buy the product of like the picture that I put? Is that allowed on Pinterest? It is allowed, but it doesn't convert as well as just a regular blog post. People respond to more to the value that you're adding. So if you're able to write a post about why that platform is important to you or valuable to you, how it helps you as a business owner, and provide a testimonial through a blog post, and then connect your link to it, that that comes across a lot more genuine to people because it is Mm -hmm. and you're giving someone valuable information that they probably won't necessarily find otherwise. Okay. And then really the only one of my biggest recommendations and in this whole Pinterest game, especially if you are a busy mom who has a business and you're trying to add this to your workflow is automating. So you are able to automate scheduling your pins. Mm. The platform I recommend the most, and I'm also an affiliate for because I love it. I've been using it for years is Tailwind. They are one of the top scheduling platforms for Pinterest and for very good reason. It is a wonderful platform. You can schedule out your own original pins. You can schedule your repins 
Oh. Yeah. It makes, they make it flawless. You can go through Pinterest, select which pins you want to repin, click on their little browser extension, and it schedules it right to your um, scheduler. Okay. They make it super, super easy. So this is where you were saying that you can accomplish Pinterest in the half hour, 45 minutes a week. This is where that piece comes in. Because even though you were saying per day, we just want to make sure that we are scheduling that many pins per day. Yeah. And if you don't have time and you, or you can't afford a scheduler, that's okay. You can absolutely do it manually and by hand. It will take you a little bit more time. And I started off doing it manually. And when I saw the growth and the benefit of it, that is when I decided to invest in Tailwind and put my time into a scheduler. And it made things so easy. You can spend um, maybe an hour, two hours over the course of a month and have your whole month of content done. So they make it super, super easy and they stay up on every single change in Pinterest. They send you emails. They're very communicative. It's a very helpful platform. Is Tailwind only for Pinterest or can you also use it for other platforms? They also have um, Instagram scheduling. Okay. But even if you don't use them for Instagram scheduling, you can link your Instagram to your Pinterest Tailwind account. And it allows you to easily import your Pinterest, um, your Instagram posts as Pinterest pins. Is there a free version of Tailwind for people to try it? Or is Tailwind just a subscription? It's mainly a paid subscription. Um, I, they do have a trial where they let you, um, they allow you to try it for free for up to X number of pins. And then after that, they ask you to basically make a decision on whether you want to continue with the platform or not. Okay. So they do have a trial feature. I mean, I try, I did the trial. I scheduled it out the way I would for, you know, as I developed my methodology before I started working on other people's accounts, I worked on my own Mm -hmm. and I really approached it from the way I anticipated working on future client accounts and developed how many pins work the best and things like that. So I really went all out. I went through that free trial really quickly. (laughs) But in that period of the free trial, my number of monthly viewers skyrocketed, my website traffic went up. So it, it definitely proved that it was well worth the time as well as the money. Okay. So I guess kind of to backtrack a little bit, how you were saying that your website views skyrocketed. So would you recommend, so let's say Um, Like you and I both are also coaches. So we have a page that gives our coaching offer and explains it. Do you have multiple pins for one page? Highly recommend it. Because as with anything, some things will catch one person's eye, but not another. Mm -hmm. So I recommend having at least, and because they love fresh content, so you can you can create 
X number of different pins with different designs, different titles, to different texts and things like that, and all have it lead to one place. And that image does not have to be on that page. Okay. So if you, um, so for example, if you, when you're looking at a blog post, they usually have an, a key image that is pinned to Pinterest. And you usually find it on that actual page, that on the actual piece of content page. You don't have to do that. You can actually, whether it be in Tailwind or in Pinterest itself, you can select to create a new pin, add whatever image you want, and put in the title, the description, the website URL, and everything, and pin it. Okay. That image doesn't have to be on your blog post. So like you don't have to write a blog post and then include five, 10 different images for Pinterest. Okay. So fresh content to Pinterest is just literally a new front graphic pin. Yes. They're very smart though. So they know if it's a duplicate of the same thing. Of like the same web, the same web page you mean? No. So like the. Oh, the same picture. Yeah, the same, not just the same picture, but the same elements and everything. So they can tell if um, you changed the design or if you're just creating multiple pins of the exact same thing. Okay. Yeah, their their algorithm's very good at detecting the different types of text and wording in the photos, as well as the design elements. Okay. Which is why it's such a good search engine. Yeah. Do you have any last tips of Pinterest for us? Try it. Yeah. <laughs> really, just try it. Yeah. It's, it's, if you already like Pinterest for your personal life, it is so much fun to infuse it into your business, and it is completely worth the time. I highly recommend it. You're not battling, you're not battling the same type of algorithms and roadblocks as some of the other platforms. The payoff is so substantial. The average Pinterest pin, its lifespan is on average 3,000 days. Wow. You're lucky if you have a post that converts beyond 24 to 48 hours on any other platform. Yeah. Pretty much, that, which is why we end up posting every single day. Mm -hmm. Whereas on Pinterest, you can utilize that content and it can continue on and on and on. Yeah. You can have people landing on a page that, or a post that you wrote years ago mm -hmm. when it's wow. set up correctly and you have good keywords. See, I didn't know that. I just figured I pinned it for the day and that was it. And so that's why I really haven't jumped over there because I was like, it's just going to be another platform of more work that I might not see results from. No, I mean, they take into account time span. So, I mean, if it is a new, newer pins, of course, are going to be at the top. Mm -hmm. But relevancy is the most important. So if you have really some, a specific topic with great keywords, you're going to show up at the top of that feed, even if your post is years old. Wow. I love that. That is awesome. Okay. So if you were to get in an elevator with a mom entrepreneur and she said to you, Lindsay, I don't want to get on Pinterest. Why do I need to get on Pinterest? What is your quick pitch to her to tell her, no girl, you need to be on Pinterest? I, I have yet to see a business that it doesn't work for. You're, 
And like I said, your time will be capitalized on over and over and over again, over any other, any other platform. Mm -hmm. The payoff is so substantial that you are leaving money. You are leaving email list subscribers, clients, customers on the table by not being on Pinterest, especially if your ideal client is a woman. Oh, so true. And I think when you hear the words, you're leaving money on the table. Like now I'm this whole time I've been like, okay, I have to finish my podcast stuff and then we're going to make a Pinterest (laughs) (laughs) because it is, it is, you know, it's true how hard it is that as content creators and things like that, that we are just constantly pumping stuff onto um, Facebook and Instagram. But if my stuff can last longer on Pinterest, I probably really need to start working on that a little bit more. I know. And, and I had told you earlier before we you know, started recording that I had a background in beauty. Mm-hmm. And this is a great example. I, cre- I got like the worst, I didn't even know this could happen, ingrown hair in my eyebrow. <laughs> how, I don't even know how that happens, but it happened to me. It looked like a spider bit me. It was huge. It was hard. It was so gross. Um, I took pictures and created this whole post about how I was able to get rid of it, how I was able to treat it, what worked, what didn't, before and afters, and how I covered it up with makeup. So that post on my old blog to this day it is probably five years old at this point, if not older, still has more views and continues to get views every single month <laughs> to this day from Pinterest. Wow. That and is amazing. And it's so specific. And the reason I created the post in the first place was because it was like pulling teeth for me to find any information on how to treat it. Mm-hmm. And it gets so much traffic even today. Oh, so crazy, but so cool. (laughs) All of us clearly need to get off this podcast and go get on Pinterest if we're not. (laughs) Yeah, you do the techie stuff, the technical stuff up front, and then you really just get to have fun with it. Mm -hmm. You get to head to Canva. You get to create pin templates that you can use and, and let it do the work for you. You put in a little bit of time and then you let it continue to work for you over and over again. Oh, so good. Thank you so much for sharing all of your amazing Pinterest knowledge with us. I think this is going to be so valuable to people. Okay. So my last question that I ask every mama entrepreneur is if you could give someone advice deep in the little years of motherhood, and it doesn't have to be related to business, what would it be? Two things, probably. Timing will never be right. If you're thinking of starting a business, especially when you have young children, there will never be a right time. There will never be a time when you're a hundred percent ready. It's something you, you just have to take the leap of faith and you have to be willing to put in the effort to make it work. Even if that means like I've done before, working from your cell phone with a child sleeping on you while you desperately have to use the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) We've all been there. Yeah. 
So it's definitely, there's no such thing as ready. You just have to go for it. And then to give yourself so much grace, to give yourself so much grace. It, it's not a perfect journey. You're not superwoman. I mean, we, I know we're, we all try to be all the things and do all the things. And at the end of the day, you can't be, you just have to be willing to accept that you got X, Y, and Z done today. And that is okay. Mm -hmm. And that is okay. Yeah. So good. Such good advice. Lindsay, if people want to connect with you outside of this podcast, where can they find you? You can find me over on Pinterest, (laughs) Instagram. Those are my two like main hubs. That's where I am, you know, visible and active the most. And also on my website, all are my name. Um, I won't make anyone spell that one out. (laughs) It is Lindsay Perigene. So I'm sure we'll link it over in the show notes. Yes, it will be in the show notes for sure. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing all of your amazing knowledge. No, thank you for having me. It's been great. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Busy Years Podcast. This episode show notes and all past episode show notes can be found at michellehagan.com slash podcast. I would love to put a face to the listener. Come over and join me on Instagram at Michelle Ann Hagen, or you can join me in our private Facebook community just for the Busy Years podcast listeners called Hey Mama, Let's Connect. This is a community where you can dig in a little bit deeper to your dreams, share your dreams out loud with like-minded people, let people cheer you on in what you are currently doing to chase your dreams, and learn a little bit more about our episodes, and I'll even pop in there every once in a while to teach live. I can't wait to see you and meet you, my friends. Hey, Mama, did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? that you can take action in the middle of motherhood, I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend, that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get.